Recorded live. Good morning, everybody. This is Linda. I'm facilitating. I'm taking everybody off of mute. And just wondering if anybody has moved to pray us in. I will. All right. Thanks, Carla. Uh, it's moving our heart because <clears throat> it's in our heart where we are so interested in living this life that we connect with ourselves and with each other because we are, we are one and that is where that is so true. In our heart, we can leave our judgments behind. And we, when we do judge, we, it's without upset. It's realizing that is where we're, that's where we're choosing to go at this time, and we can choose again at any moment. Living in our heart is where we truly desire to be, and where we all are moving and we're so grateful for this community call because it's our train of travel to get to there and we are all practicing together however that it seems practicing together to get to to join each other in our heart where we all all our true self always is and we we are grateful for this time to practice that living in our heart because it's so challenging in this world which seems so real that we forget that is illusion that and it's okay to to forget it's okay to get caught up in it but our heart is always there waiting for us to travel back to it it never admonishes us it's never angry at us it never doubts that never doubts us or believes that we are wrong in anything that we're doing Though it is in our heart, it's in our heart that we go in those moments that we want to remember that in the rest of our lives, we can take our heart with us as we travel through our rest of our lives in this world. So we go to our heart to remember and then we carry it with us. We carry it with us on this journey. And we share all, all our learning. Everyone. Because we are one. Amen.
Amen. Morning, everybody. This is Linda in your EPA. Morning, Carla Portland. Good morning, Leslie, Michigan. Good morning. Uh, Julie, Julie and Philip, I think you spoke at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is Julie in Portland. I'm uh, walking right now, so I'm going to stay muted unless somebody <laughs> needs me. Okay. And now I'm on a bus, so I'll be muted also. All right. So yesterday was the new moon, and today is 12-12, <laughs> and we just passed 12-12 p.m., and um, at least Eastern time. I don't know if um, anybody else feels changes in their bodies or minds when Um, astronomical things happen like that. But um, I've always appreciated the new moon to feel like I was getting a a new start, a brand new month to practice, to go back and start again. Things that I wasn't so pleased with and kind of wiped the slate clean of uh, anything that I would like to change. So that's what I've been trying to do is um, reframe my mind around uh, Christmas and what it's going to look like for me and my family and yeah come to peace with it all so I'm grateful for that new moon to push me along in that direction It's so wonderful how I've been. I was reading um, the the development of trust. How everything, everything, every event, every person, everything that happens in this life is helpful. So that's a good demonstration. Linda, do you feel a little more? calm about Christmas now that you have Thanksgiving under your belt, do you think? Um, I think a little bit. Um, you know, we had Thanksgiving and then we had ravioli making day last Saturday. 
and um, that was always a significant um, celebration in my family. And, you know, uh, we survived it, and it was different, but it was not horrible. (laughs) So I'm I'm trying to um, embrace the new. Well, you are incredibly strong. I I imagine it it seems extremely difficult. I I just I can't imagine. So thanks. Leslie. My heart goes out to you. Thank you. I just I know I shared this on Facebook, but it was it was just so incredible. That last weekend we made Christmas cookies over at my mom's house and. It was just me, my mom, and my sister, and, and my dad was there too, but he mostly did all the cleaning up, which we were very grateful for. But um, my mom and dad were going to a Christmas party, and my mom, she likes to have a few cocktails when she goes to a party, which is fine. And my dad was going to drive, but he's got he's got the uh, wet type of macular degeneration, so he actually gets shots in his eyes like once a month. And thank God, because they say that he was totally blind right now. But anyway, he really should not drive at night in in the dark. And he, my sister offered to pay for Uber for them, which is, of course, this taxi drive service. And it's great in Michigan because we have, I mean, there's really very limited transportation around here. I mean, we don't have a lot of cabs and everything. So I was all over it. I just thought that was a great idea. And my dad was just very stubborn. He's like, no, we don't need that when they found out how much it was going to be in. I was quite proud of myself because in the past I could tend to be a little pushy, let's say, to try to work my will, and I just wasn't. And I just, all I could do was pray. I prayed for the company of heaven, for the angels, for Archangel Michael, for Jesus, just to protect them. And I didn't, and that was it. I mean, I I don't mean that was it because that was huge, but I sincerely made that prayer. And what was neat is I then I, I pretty much was able to let it go. I mean, we, we you know, the rest of the, the day was fine. I mean, I felt a little anxious that night when I knew that they were going to be out. But, you know, it's not like I couldn't sleep or I was terribly worried or anything. But um, I just I just made that heartfelt prayer. And and the funniest thing is when they went to leave for the party, their, their pretty much brand new car would not start. <laughs> So they had to take Uber. They had to take Uber anyway. And, I mean, it was just, I mean, my dad still, a week later, he keeps saying, what do you think happened? What do you think happened? How could that car just not start? Because it just needed to be jumped. And, I mean, they've left it in the airport for a week before, and it started up fine. So it is just, and my mom's like, the power of prayer, honey. <laughs> because. The next morning, she calls us, and she's like, did you and your sister do something to our car? And I was like, no, because she's always loved the sound of music and, you know, how that nun went over to the one car at the end of the movie to keep the Nazis from from recruiting, um, you know, the the main character guy. And it it was just, I mean... The next day, the, the 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 guy came out and 
uh, he he jumped he jumped the car and it started up perfect and they've never had a problem since. And I mean, my dad keeps starting it ahead of time before he has to go somewhere. <laughs> and he and my mom's finally like, honey, it's not the car's fine. I would quit worrying about it if I were you. And I just thought that was such a great. I mean, what else could it have been but prayer? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just. I want to say unbelievable, but it wasn't unbelievable. And I don't even know if something would have happened. You know, God forbid. I I certainly would like to think that it wouldn't have happened, but it was just a really neat experience (laughs) as far as how different my day and my holidays could be. And I was just so overwhelmed with gratitude that they were both fine and just, it's hard to explain how I felt. Just just grateful. I love that story. Loved it. Yeah. It's a pretty incredible story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing, yes. And I just, I just feel so happy this holiday season, and, and it makes me, I'm happy, and yet then I feel sad when people like you and are missing their loved ones, and and I know a lot of people are, and the holidays are hard for a lot of people, and and yet I remember that it's really not fair to myself to compare somebody else's pain because pain is pain. That's and right. I know we've talked about that before, and I just. <laughs> Usually, you know, for the last 15 years, I've gotten these two weeks off, and and now I get two four-day weekends, and I'm just so excited about it. I mean, we had our holiday party on Wednesday for my job, and it was so much fun. I mean, I just, I've only been there two and a half months, and I feel like I've already been there two years. I mean, I'm just, I'm just so grateful I love where I work again, and they it's just such a team environment of the 13 of us. And it's not like it's clicky between the two IT people and the office help and the nurses and the attorneys. You know, I mean, we just, we really work great as a team. And they're so appreciative. And I feel like I am making a difference. And I just, you know, when I look back even a year ago when I just, I just, I thought I was going to be one of those people that I'd be, you know, retired and just be like, wow, what did I do with my life staying in that job so long that I hated, you know, just for the money, really, you really sold yourself out for that. Mm. And I'm so grateful that I had the faith and the trust. And I feel like you all, all brought me along on this journey. And I just, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude. That I'm not one. I'm not saying, "Geez, if only I could have, or I should have, or I, I wanted to, but didn't, or you know." I mean, it's a scary thing. It is scary, but it's it's just been so worth it, you know. And I just love it. I mean, even when I get a a bill that I'm not expecting, or a, something goes wrong with my husband's car and costs five hundred dollars or whatever, I'm just, I'm just like, huh? I wonder how God's gonna work this one out, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or I, I guess I have to take more money out of my savings or whatever, you know, but I'm just really trying not to have 
and and I don't remember if I've shared this on a call before or not, but I've just always been so attached to my savings account. Even when I was little, I just always had to put money away in the savings account. You know, save for a rainy day, save for a rainy day, and and it's like with getting this new job that I I I'm very pleased with, and and I mean I don't if I feel like this has been such an incredible journey that if for some reason tomorrow they were to say, Leslie, you know what, we don't think it's working out and we don't want you, you know, to come back anymore. I really do feel like I would be sad, but I think I've really learned the lesson of attachment that, you know what, I know God does have something better for me. And I remember Chris, when she was my prayer partner, she she just firmly believed that for me when I couldn't. And it's so true. We don't know what anything is for. Amen. Amen. And I don't need to put my trust and faith in my savings account. I need to put my trust and faith in God. And if the savings is gone, the savings is gone. And that's really scary for me to say because I feel like, like I said, my whole life I've been very good about savings. And it's just it's been like my security blanket. And it's scary to think of it dwindling away to nothing. But it's like, really? It's not real anyway. You know, money comes and money goes. Just be in the flow of love, and it's all good. Well, it's interesting, too, you know, when you say um, that it's your security blanket. And, you know, I'm, I'm the same way, so I'm just totally identifying with you right now and all of it. But it's like the security blanket that is up in the attic and never used when we need some security. <laughs> so right. it's it's such like a idol that we don't even use it for what we have it for, which is when we need it, right? So it's kind of funny that it gets to be that kind of a thing. So um, I think it's really awesome that you're actually using it when you need it, and that's a good thing, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about it like that. And the thing is, I, I'm never happy. I've never been happy with it. It's like, let's just say I had. Whatever number, pick any number. Let's say I had ten thousand dollars in it. Then okay, I'll feel I'll be secure when I have twenty thousand. Or you know, it was know. never enough. <laughs> it was never enough ever. I mean, and so yeah, I would be afraid to take it out or whatever. So I think this is a good lesson too. I'm I, I am taking it out when I need it, and when it's gone, it's gone, and I'll just have to you know. And it's not like we spend, you know on stuff we don't need. I mean, we're my husband and I are both very responsible with money, so. Um, but you don't know that it's going to be that, gone either. God might fill exactly. it up for you again, right? Exactly, you know, right. Like, but so, you're so right the, when you said that that I treated it, that it's treated like an idol because you're right. It's like I did want this. Oh, that's giving me children, not you, because I hadn't thought of it like that. Like I wanted a set amount in there, and yet, it didn't make me feel. It really didn't make me feel feel secure in the past because I always it was never enough. I always needed more in there. You know, does that make sense? It just yep. it's all ego. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it becomes this huge attachment thing, and and you know what if right. this happens? And you know, it's this whole thing. So use it like a security blanket and take it out of the attic and use it when you're cold. You know, when you need it. Right. And, and I think and you know it. It'll be replenished as needed. You know, it needs to go out into the world and, you know, um, 
currency, right? Right. Right. And I don't think I've shared this before either, but what was really interesting is because it's been about two years now since I've, you know, um, left my one job and have been searching and blah, blah, blah. But my biological father, who I hadn't spoken to in years, I mean, we were estranged, you know. Um, my sister, um, the two of us, um, our, our siblings, and then Tom, who was my biological father, had a son who I didn't even know I had the a half-brother, and then a daughter, Lisa, that was another marriage. So he had had three, he'd been married three times and had kids with all three, but mostly it was just me and my sister that um, with, with um, my mom and my stepdad now that I consider my family. Anyway, when he died, he wasn't married, so his all of his estate got divided between us four children. And at first I felt kind of guilty because, like, why do I get a fourth of his inheritance when I don't even feel like I so-called deserve it? And yet I feel like, you know, he was, he got my mom pregnant. I mean, they were 17, 18 years old. They got divorced before I was even born. You know, it was just, I just, I, I forgave him years ago for not, not, not being able to be a father to me because, you know, like we all know, you can't give away something you don't have. And I accepted that about him and my sister Kelly, who unfortunately she, she did have to, she was the uh, executor of the state. It was a very, very stressful year for her because he had different businesses that she had to sell and yeah, it, it was not very pretty. But um, she also had the emotional thing because she kept trying to get that that father-daughter relationship that he was incapable of giving. So I, I felt bad about that too because she emotion, she had to deal with all this emotional stuff and this financial stuff, and I just got this great big check when I needed it when my savings was really low, you know? So it's just like, wow, God, that was really a nice gift, and I really appreciate Tom, too, for that, you know? Because um, that really did pretty much come, I mean, he died at 64 of stage 4 melanoma of, you know, cancer and um. It was it was an interesting year, but again, it's just so. If that happened to my stepdad, who he's been my dad now for over thirty years. I mean, he's my dad. He's the one. You know, my mom and dad married when I was fourteen, and I'm forty six now. And I mean, he's the one that's my dad. And I remember when Tom was dying in the hospital, and Kelly's like, "You don't want to come up here, Leslie?" And I'm just like. It, it, I just felt like it would be so hypocritical because he was a complete stranger to me. And I didn't want to be there when his other children, because Lisa and, and, you know, the three other, Kelly and the two other ones were there and some of his sisters, and I didn't know them. And I really, I'm really, I don't want to say proud of myself, but it's not like I was burying feelings or anything, like not willing to accept anything. I mean, I feel like I accepted him for who he was a long time ago. And, and I was, and then still, because Kelly was like, you're going to regret not coming up here. And I'm like, I don't think I will, sis. And and I haven't. So I feel like I'm babbling so somebody else talk. 
Let Mary talk. Mary, you on? Oh, hi, Chris. Yeah, I'm on. I am on, and I just came on, but I just wanted to say I don't know the details of what you're talking about, but I do know um, I have been situations where uh, when families make their transition and people that would like to make peace with others um, are not given the opportunity because there's something within that other person that doesn't want to receive it. I've been there. And then there's something within the dying person that doesn't want, that's longing to have all these other people, family members, um, forgive them. And that doesn't happen. And then on the other hand, there's family members that want to see the dying person and the dying person refuses to see them. So I've been in both situations. And um, I guess all I, I really just ask you to seek your inner, inner guidance and just know that, you know, from what I've heard from the two stories being on both sides from kind of both people, um, before death is that when people are willing and able to put their own feelings aside, no matter how intense they are, and just uh, let that other person off the hook for just a moment um, and be willing to, to grant their wishes, you know, it just uh, it makes it a lot easier to let yourself off the hook in the future and um other other people i mean it's just very healing for in every direction it's just very healing that's all on you know you don't have to justify anything leslie no matter what you do you know we love you all i all i know is um you know it's uh it's a very loving thing to extend love forgiveness um, regardless of what you think you might be feeling or, you know, not that you're going to have any regrets. You feel strongly that you won't, and it's not about regrets. It's just about our function here on earth is to love, to send love, forgiveness, and um, that is so healing. That's how we heal ourselves, and that's how we heal other people, and it's an opportunity for forgiveness. That's, that's all. And it's very precious. And, you know, it only comes right now. It's coming for that. um, I don't know if it's your real dad, your biological dad or, but uh, anyhow, it could be some very precious moments, but um, I had, uh, you know, my, we've been talking about my, uh, Chris wanted me to talk because I'm not going to be on the call long. My sisters have been coming, become estranged for the last uh, two years and nine months. And um, I think a couple, Jennifer called to go. She was, uh, I was saying, you know, I really think it's over. I, you know, it's, you know, I just, I, I really allow, you know, I just have to accept that I'm never going to hear from them. I'm not going to have a relationship with them. And I, that's okay. 
And then she was saying, well, you know, love's eternal and relationships are never over. And then I was talking to Chris about it. And I just kept praying about it, you know, for the last two years, you know, keep praying about it, praying about it, doing forgiveness letters. And uh, Sunday I was cooking, December 6th at 6 o'clock. And I just got this, you know, gut feeling to uh, to call her. And then it came into almost a little voice, like, call Susie, call Susie. And I... Uh, I ignored it. You know, I dismissed it and said, well, I'll, I'll uh, take it under consideration. I'll call her tomorrow. And because it was getting, it was 8 o'clock Midwest time. So then I continued cooking and, you know, it came up again. And it's very gentle and very kind, but, you know, call Susie, call Susie. So I picked up the phone and I called her. And I said, hi, hi Susie. And she heard my voice and I heard her voice and we just started crying and apologizing to each other. And her husband was in the background saying, I'm sorry, Mary, we're so sorry. And, you know, we just cried and laughed and we were laughing because my brother-in-law was in the background making the sign of, making the sign of the cross with his hands because she said that he and she and her husband had decided at dinner that they were going to call me after they finished the dishes. So if I waited five minutes, they would have called me that same day. So anyhow, he was making the sign of the cross. He goes, you guys are so weird connecting. You haven't talked to each other for nearly three years. And suddenly, you know, within a matter of minutes, you're, you're, you're talking to each other. You're on some kind of weird uh, wavelength. So anyhow, that's my story. <laughs> and then that's there was awesome. a guy that was, yeah, there was a guy in my uh, support group. Uh, he came for the first time from Venezuela. He's only been in the country for three months, and he uh, was having some um, problems. He was describing a situation similar to mine, um, very similar. And he didn't know what to do. And I wasn't going to share it with the group because I really needed a little bit more time to process it. But anyhow, I ended up sharing it with him. And he just thanked me. And he said, you know, that has brought me so much peace. Um, thank you. So it was, uh, you know, it was all this work that I've been doing, um, really working on the changing my perceptions in my mind and, and projecting, you know, eventually it's, it's checking up. It's, catching up with my outside world, my perceptions are changing and my mind's healing. So then I had a perfect opportunity to share it to him, to extend, you know, the extension to him. So it was just, you know, a a divine week, really. So that's, that's what I I have to say. Thank you all for listening. Hey, Mary. I think you, yeah. you, if you hang up, if I didn't say this, uh, remember the people that were praying for you. Oh, gosh, yeah. All the people in the um, circle um, of atonement, all the people in the Jennifer's uh, Masterful Living and the prayer classes, on the prayer community calls. I mean, that's a whole lot of prayer. So, yeah, that definitely goes into the equation. 
So thank you all. Yeah. And Mary, you did all that work cleaning out uh, clutter in your house and stuff? <laughs> Between that yeah, and that too. it's like, holy cow, you made room for your entire family to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks. I'm really happy for you, Mary. That's I know I always have the feeling that that was really heavy on your heart, and I'm sure you feel so much lighter now. Oh, gosh. It's just wonderful. Really, yeah. Really. Wow. Yeah. And it's so cool that they were just about to call you, too. Talk about a God yeah. moment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Neat. Yeah. Very neat. Very cool. Yeah. You know, I, I this is Chris. I told um, this to somebody, and they said, well, you know that sometimes that happens. And, I, and um, I was taught a long time ago when something like Mary's story happened is to say, oh, how usual, because that's what we expect. And that's mm-hmm. what, you know, it, you may be hard to believe it, but, but with things like this happening, get Get used to it. That's what's supposed to happen. Oh, how usual. So um, that's my that's my two cents. <laughs> like expect a miracle. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think that's true. We're supposed to hold hold the perfect hold the other person in our mind healed, perfect, whole, and complete. But you know, when things get to be acute situation, you know, it gets, it's a little bit easier. But when it gets to be a chronic situation, you start to lose faith and you start to lose, uh, you start doubting, you know, I mean, at least from my experience. So this is a, this is a, you know, when I hear it's so, it's, it's a, it's so usual. I think that that is truly the way we are supposed to hold things in our mind as miracle workers, you know, doing the, doing the course. You know, that, you know, regardless of what anybody's telling us, we know they're perfect, whole, and complete. And we see them that way. We don't see them any other way. And, so, and oh, the other so thing. usual is kind of the way God wants it to be. You know, it's kind of a God, God statement. If we're willing to and listen to God, then it is usual, and it does happen. The other Maybe. thing is good follows good. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be happy, and good follows good, because everybody says, oh, this is going on so good, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. Uh-uh. It's okay to be happy, and good follows good. That's one I had to practice. <laughs> good follows good. Okay, everybody, I'm going to take off and go swim. i got to exercise this physical body right now. Otherwise, I won't do it. So wonderful talking to you all. Love you. Thank you for listening. Great. Thank you Thanks for your for sharing. Yeah, thank you. Have a good Christmas if I don't talk to you all. You too, sweetie. Probably will, though. Yeah, okay. Bye-bye.
my mouth hurts from smiling through that whole story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't going to share. It's a, it's a, a nice story to share this after, but actually, it's been a challenging time. But I really feel like um, feel like is actually a thought. But um, I'm feeling better, feeling more positive about um, about a lot of. I do okay in my life when one seeming challenging things happen, and I'm do I do okay is two, but when I get three or more, <laughs> then I, I it's it's I I I can't hold it. It's harder to hold, and um. And that's been happening. I mean, I'm computerless again. <laughs> They're both back in the shop, and it's there's other things. And but the major thing that's challenging for me is that um well they're all connected. But um I think I've spoken how my finances are are being challenged and how I'm really challenging. It's being challenged now. I think about how I think about my finances, and um, and so I went to NBC. I've been going to NBC for three years, and and thing I hear over and over again is that I I I have a hard time asking for for to get my needs met. Well, I don't get it. It's challenging for me because I'm thinking I have needs and. Um, but um, so with my computers and when I I need to purchase Word probably for and I so I just threw it out to my sister like oh you know if you want to buy me for Christmas I mean it would really help me out because um, I told her uh, about some of my challenges and so. Um, my seeming financial challenges, and um, and she gets, oh no, that's way above my price range, and it was really hard to hear. It was so sad. And so, there's so much involved in it. I don't really want to go into the story, but um, I'm just so sad because. Because I, I thought I was supporting her when she lost her husband out of love, and now I see that I have expectations, and it's so it's okay. It's the sadness is okay, but it does. And what I'm realizing today is why I've been so sad for days couple weeks is it why I'm 
sad because our relationship is changing now. This is an indication of of something that that's shifting, and I'm seeing that. And I'm really sad because I I don't want to let go of how it was. And I'm just sad, and it's okay that I'm sad. It's going to be okay for as long as I'm, it's, it's always going to be okay, but for as long as I'm sad, and even feel this, whether I feel disconnected with my sister, this um, story, this thing with Mary has shown me that it's, Whatever I think about it, it's just a story because the truth is that whether I feel disconnected from her now and not supported, that's not true. And that's what's causing my sadness. Hey, Carla. Mm -hmm. Carla. In the... um, is it NT, NTC? I call it compassionate communication. You're sad because you would like. And if you tell me that, then I'll know what to pray for. You're sad because you would like. What would you like? Your sister, you would like peace about what is it you're wanting or your deep desire, whichever word you choose. My deep desire is to be peaceful with whatever is happening, whatever seems to be happening, and not attach ideas to what I think is happening. Because what I know is happening is it's not how it appears. But uh, so I want peace. I'm desiring to release my attachment to how. I think she should behave. And I deeply desire peace and acceptance for myself, how challenging this is for me, and how whatever is happening for her, I mean, I know we are all on the path whether we seem like it or not. We are all, my neighbor, my sister, my mother, everybody is on their path exactly where they need to be. And so I desire peace around accepting that, around being, loving that. Carlo, I'm going to listen to this again, but in the meantime, I am going to believe that for you because I know that you can claim that, and and I know that it can be true, and so you're going to be able to catch that. We're going to hold that thought for you that this that you will find the peace, the peace that you're looking for, and just know that we know that it's possible. Okay. And that's what, what we're Thank praying you. for. We know it's possible, and we know it's it it's there. It's just you're going to step into it, and um, and you know that we're pretty good at praying. 
and just know that we're praying that way for you, okay? And you'll believe it real soon. Okay. I feel prompted to read something I read in MLC1 community call. Is this, it, it, it's, it is it. It's, it's something I wrote. It's called To Live. And so I know that thing in me, this attached, this is dying. That's what this is. It says, I am dying. That is dying. And it is so painful. And it says, do you feel my agony? I know you do. Why do you want me dead? I protected you when you needed me. Can you not do the same for me? I understand. You do not need me. Maybe not the way I am. But there are parts of me you may choose. So take what you want, and I will keep the pain. The I that I think I am, I think. But so clasp me tightly, hold me tenderly, and love me for what I am, and let me die. Because for I love you. And I want you to live. And that's what I feel this is. This is part of something that seems to be leading my life and dying. But that part of me is so loves me so much. And wants me to live without that. Where I'll be, I will be peaceful. But thank you, Chris, that reminded me. You're very welcome and you deserve it. (laughs) You deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess I could give a, a, just a little update. I am in the UK, <laughs> challenged with the weather. I've gone from mm-hmm. perfect weather to about the nastiest you can have without. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, I just don't feel like going outside. That's all. But um, everything's good here. That's what I heard in my head after you said it. Everything's good here. (laughs) Everything's good here. Oh, I'm not supposed to use the word good, am I? Everything is, um, I'm enjoying what I'm, I'm enjoying being forced to clean my to clean things and to get projects done. 
can't go outside. So it's a positive. And that's what came to me that that's exactly the same. We are definitely one because it seems like it's nasty and cold and rainy or whatever outside, but it's good here. <laughs> it's good here. Can uh, I give me a smile in my heart? I can feel it. Thank you. Just, yeah. I can relate with that feeling of not wanting the relationship to change Mm -hmm. because that's that's what I've been healing with my relationship with my dad. And I know that the relationship is still there. It's just different. And it's... It's hard, and it's okay that it's hard. It's okay that I feel sad about it sometimes. It's just different. And the more I can release wanting it to be different, the more peace I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that process, mm. at times, can seem so painful. Yes. <sighs> <clears throat> I listened to a a thing. I can't remember who was speaking with gentlemen living in Coast of Miracles and someone whose whose father had shot her mother and she happened to go to Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson told her that however much pain you are going through right now, that is how much joy you will feel when all this is healed that it's how much wow wow mm. those are my words I don't think those are her words <laughs> still pretty wow And it seems that every time I have the thought in my head of how sad Christmas is going to be without my dad physically here, I hear that John Prine Christmas song in my head. It starts out, everything is cool. Everything's okay. (laughs) Just goes through my head over and over again. Your I am presence is helping you. Oh, yeah. 
all the time. Which is you, but <laughs> separate sometimes. Mine is uh, my little song is really similar, but it's um uh, I can't think of his name. It's the reggae guy. Every little thing is gonna be all right. That one. Oh, yes, Bob Marley. <laughs> bird. I think it's called little, little Birds or something like that. Yeah, three when little I was birds. Really in a bad. Yep, when I was in a terrible place, well, seemingly terrible, really, really difficult place a couple of years ago when I was at a Unity Church and um, here in Portland, and they have uh, um, these gospel singers and her and her daughter, and they, she sang that, and it was just like, it just grabbed me, and I have like a picture of three little birds now on my wall, and I always have that. So it's funny how we get like a little, it's almost like a mantra or something that can help pop us out of that um, fear state and back into truth just that quick, you know. So treasure that because it'll it will really hold you up, I think. Yeah. Help, you know, that really helped me. Yeah, Three Little Birds was kind of my mantra when my husband was in the hospital. Uh, about five years ago, I would listen to it every morning before I went to the hospital to visit him. He was in for two weeks. So, yeah, I I love that song. Thanks for reminding me, Julie. You know, I've heard that music can somehow bypass the thinking self and go straight to the heart. Mm. That's what music does. Wouldn't surprise me. That's how it feels. Mm -hmm. I would like to ask a question about it doesn't seem like I've heard much about Masterful Living Free for next year. Has there been much talk, or have I just not heard it? <laughs> Anybody know? I don't think there's been a lot of talk about it yet. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I know Jennifer's done uh, preview calls for... Right, the, for the new class. The new ones, yeah. But I don't think she's really talked about... Um, MLC three or four or whatever here we will be going into. Okay, I just wasn't sure if I was missing something. I I think like it's crazy that it's been four years. Wow, four years! You know, twenty and two, you guys. <laughs> Man, what a change! I mean, think of our think of when that was and how why you came to be here. Pretty uh talk about miraculous, I think. Well, to to answer um I think Jennifer is still I think she's shifting things and things are still she's 
am praying on it. I mean, I'm just guessing these are my words. The interpretation of what I've heard is it. I think things are going to be some changing. There's going to be a bit. It may. I think there's also you're going to have choices. I think on how to do things, and so instead of just going into masterful living three, I think there's going to be more more choices, but. That's just my interpretation that I don't know. Um, you talked about ministerial training and no, um, which and um, um, spiritual counselor training and and also some she said something about uh, um, for people who don't want to do the deeper stuff and people who want to do deeper stuff they're going to have different choices and so. Um, I don't know. That's just my interpretation, like I said, of how she spoke it. But um, I think she's still in the process of working out how it's going to, what she's going to choose or what's going to happen. And uh, I think that's why a lot, not a lot of stuff has been beyond MLC 1. Uh, and maybe two, but um, I think that's, that's still in the works. So I think that's going to give us lots of practice and just being present with whatever's going to happen and see what we want to do, you know, each of us. So. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay, so I need to start saying my willingness affirmation of I'm willing to be patient <laughs> a little bit more often. <laughs> I'm willing to let go of my controlling issues. <laughs> it's all good. In my in my reading of uh, the development of trust, it, and it talks about in the fifth level, which I don't know. We're, we're trying to decide which level you're in. It's actually definitely an ego process. But it does say that is where the teacher of God learns that when they thought they had learned willingness, they did not know what the willingness was for. And, that, and then I think they rediscover that. And so I think every day we can rediscover it. You know, so there you're getting another opportunity, Leslie. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Practice, practice, practice. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, we're coming to Um, time. Has anybody moved to pray us out? If not, I'm willing and able to do it. Mm. Right. Yeah. All right. So I'm placing my hand on my heart. Mm -hmm. I'm taking that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful that we can come together every week. So grateful for 
shares of our challenges, how they show us that we're here all dealing with the same thing on different little levels of our lives. Grateful for the breakthroughs. Grateful for the willingness to show up and be willing to share what's happening in our lives. Grateful for the growth, the awareness that we've had over these last few years. Grateful for every emotion that comes up as we round out the year and go through the holidays and deal with family and friends and the busyness that can come this time of year. Grateful for it all. Grateful that we can love ourselves through it all. Knowing that that love that we show ourselves is just multiplied over and over and over again and just spills out of us, infecting the whole world with love. Grateful that we can share the benefits of this prayer and this call and our whole community with everyone because we're one with them. Mm -hmm. In grace and gratitude, we accept and allow it to be. We receive it and so it is. Amen. So it is. Amen. Amen. Love you guys so much. Have a great week, guys. You Mm -hmm. too. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.